Hey, I'm Matt Simpkins, pastor of Christ South, and this is our podcast. Thanks for listening. I hope this builds you up. I hope this helps you in your faith. I hope this helps you to see God at work. We'll see you at the end of the podcast. So blessings and peace to you. This is an unusual time. Lots of cool technology out there. You guys know I'm a tech guy. I recently learned a few new things about my Google Assistant. Did you know all the cool things you can do with it? I'm sure you knew. It'll play music for you. I knew, I'm sure you knew that, uh, that it would control lights, right? I, I'm sure that you knew that you could get it to uh, put things on the TV. It's also a little bit creepy and weird because I feel like sometimes it's listening. Like, well, maybe like all the time it's listening. Like if I say something in my home, then all of a sudden I get Facebook ads for like a camping set. It's crazy. It's just so weird, but it's so cool at the same time. My favorite function is a brand new function that I, at least to me, called the announcement function. So like I can actually say to my phone to make an announcement and all of the Google devices that are around the house will make that announcement for me. Like if it's dinner time, I can say, hey, do this, make the announcement, dinner time, kids, come on downstairs. Really awesome. I also love being able to say when I'm driving home, announce, I'm on the way home. I don't know, there's just something about it. That way, like, you know, if I went out to go get dinner, uh, we're doing dinner out, and we're gonna come back and bring it to the house, uh, then they can go ahead and get the table set and get drinks out and all that stuff. Or I guess, you know, if they had jobs when I was away, they know they got like a two minute warning, like really fast to get everything done that they were supposed to do while I was gone. I remember when I was a kid, so we didn't have uh, Google things like this when I was a kid, you know, because, I mean, you know, we didn't have that 10 years ago, 20 years ago when I was a kid <laughs> anyway. But my mom worked downtown, and I'd get home from school, and I'd have a number of things I was supposed to do or whatever that was. She would always call when she was on her way home, and she would say, hey, I'm on my way home, which was great because then I knew to like to expect her and I wasn't going to be able to get a hold of her because she didn't have a car phone. We didn't have cell phones at the time. But that also was like this nervous, like quick energy. It's like, oh my gosh, she left me a list of things that I'm supposed to do. I better get it taken care of. I better clean up my mess or my snack mess. I better have my ducks in a row when I come home or get the dinner t or, 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 or t the table ready or even dinner. If it was my turn to cook, it was time to start getting that going. And I just remember this beautiful sort of exciting nerves of her saying, I'm on my way home. But I'm going to be real for you with you for just a second because, um, I had this realization today, I was walking in my house, that this year, for Christmas, I'm not gonna hear her say that. Now, my mom's fine, she's alive, everything's fine. But I'm not gonna hear her say, hey, I'm on my way to your house. Because we had a realization we're not gonna be able to have any family coming in town this year. COVID numbers are through the roof and it's not a really safe time to travel for that age group. And in years past, we've always had family around the house, right? It's always been something that we've done. We're, I'm so blessed, we're so blessed that we have a family that really loves to get together. Everybody gets along and it's just really fun. We can have fun together. Even though I was a child of divorce, my parents are reconciled and what an amazing gift of forgiveness that God gave our family. It's such an amazing thing. But this year, it's not gonna happen. The big get together is not gonna happen. And I'm not gonna have those out of town relatives calling and saying, hey, I'm on my way to your home. And it feels hopeless in a way, but I'm reminded 
that for me, coming as a person of great privilege, there are so many for whom that is the way it is all the time. That feeling of hopelessness, reminded of those who have lost family or they've, they've lost relationships and those that won't hear, I'm on my way home this year, and those that maybe never get to hear it again, especially those who've experienced great loss. It's tough. It hurts. And I get it. This time of year, this time of Advent, we really reflect on waiting, right? We've, we've, we've heard Melody, Pastor Melody talk this last week about waiting. What does it mean to be waiting? Are we there yet? But we, church, we wait differently. And here's why. We wait in hope. I'm going to read you John chapter 1, and I'm going to skip a little bit in the middle because I, uh, I love the way these verses all hang together. John 1, 6 through 9, and then we'll read 19 through 28. And I'm reading from the NRSV, if you're following along at home. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light. But he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. Verse 19. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. And they said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And he said, quoting Isaiah, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, why then are you baptizing if you're neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know. The one who is coming after me, I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. This is the word of the Lord to which we say, thanks be to God. Now, first off, I, I just think about John. Now, we know a little bit more about John, right, from the gospel. We know that he was if he was like trying to start a church or trying to start a movement, like dude did like everything wrong. Seriously, I mean, think about it. He dressed super weird. He stood out in the wilderness, like where people didn't want to go, where it was hot, where the weather was bad. He wasn't like in some really nice part of the town where everybody wanted to hang out and all of a sudden people would just sort of be there and he could preach to them. He's out in the wilderness. He ate weird things, right? I could get on board with the honey because I love honey, because honey's amazing, <laughs> but but he's eating locusts. That's like the nastiest possible thing you could eat. Have you ever watched Bear Grylls, right? When he's out in the in the in, in nature in the wilderness and he's trying to eat something, he picks up a bug and he always puts it all the way back to the back of his mouth and it bites down and bleh, comes everywhere. I mean, it's nasty, John. And yet it says they came out in great numbers. So curious to see who this one was. Why? It's because they have been waiting for a long time. And John is preaching a message that the Messiah is coming. John tells the people about hope. 
those hearing this message, right, would have known waiting. They were so ready to see the Messiah. And the best part is they were about to. And like the great Tom Petty, the great prophet Tom Petty said, the waiting is the hardest part. People have always struggled with it. Always struggle with it. Remember people waiting on Moses to come back down the mountain? What'd they do? They made a golden calf. They just went kind of crazy waiting, wondering when he was going to come back down the mountain. Or remember the last time you were waiting on that text or that email or that response, or maybe you're in a brand new relationship and you kind of took that one little step out there to see if maybe there was something there. And then there's this waiting. Are they going to text me back? Or you're waiting on that email from your boss that you kind of proposed something sort of crazy. Are they going to write me back? Is it going to be all right? And then you start to really get nervous and think that something is wrong. Waiting is so hard. All right, you ready for more truth? <laughs> Thinking about our little mission, our little mission church, our little campus, Christ South. According to mission developer class, we are currently doing just about everything wrong. Think about it. We're contained to a medium that has no physical contact. Let me let me just reach out and touch your TV, your phone screen. You boom, right? Like the Aflac duck always banging on things in college football. So it's like, I can't actually make contact with you at all. There's no physical contact. We're not able to have a building to meet in. We don't have a space that we can meet. And when we do meet, it's in a big field where it's kind of wet and cold and kind of stays damp down in the middle. Often, listen, if you want, if we ever get in like a place where we need a drought, we're going to plan an event at Christ South on the new land here at the old dairy farm because it will rain. <laughs> it will absolutely rain. And we don't have flashy signs. We don't have a fancy, fancy, flashy website. We're doing our best, but we can't really keep up with everybody as a staff. We're trying our hardest to make sure that we reach out and, and call people and, and have some sort of touch in their lives, but we can't keep up. We have no greeters on our Sunday mornings. Like we can't like reach out and shake people's hands and give them hugs. We've lost all that stuff. We can't even share communion from the same cup anymore. We can't lay hands on in prayer. We can't, I can't go meet anybody for coffee. Not really, not like I used to. And it would seem that our mission has no hope how in the world are we possibly going to be able to move forward we're going to have to rebuild everything we worked so hard to build but there's something that stands out in this text in john all right before i tell you this is important uh public service announcement commas save lives Right? You ever seen those shirts where it says comma save lives and on it it says, let's eat grandma. <laughs> let's eat grandma. Hold on. It's missing the comma. Let's eat comma grandma. I mean, it could save a life. A comma could save a life. Now, you also got to remember that in Greek, there's no punctuation. So when we get our scripture, any kind of punctuation stuff that's put in there is assumed and guessed by the translators to, as their best estimate as to where that punctuation would go. And in this verse, we're looking at verse, was it 23? I think it's 23. It says, I am the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. The comma is right after wilderness. I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Come, make straight the way of the Lord. Get ready, because Jesus is coming. I believe it's actually supposed to be this. 
I am the voice of the one crying out, comma, in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. In the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. See, we, church, we stand in the wilderness, but we wait differently. Not as a people who wait with no hope, because we have hope. We wait in hope. Jesus, the Lord, is coming, but maybe not exactly where we think. Maybe it's not in the bright, flashy lights or the big, fancy buildings or the incredible, perfect landscape and safe, comfy places that we could gather and worship. Maybe Jesus is coming to us right now in the midst of our wilderness, in the midst of our waiting right now for all of us in the wilderness, right where we stand. That means... When we're in the wilderness, Jesus is there. When we're in the midst of the waiting, in that wilderness, Jesus is there. That means Jesus is coming to the wilderness. That means Jesus is on the way with grace for our mistakes, with healing for our hurt, with abundance to overtake our scarcity, with warmth for our unsettled souls, and most of all hope for the hopelessness. Jesus will rebuild us, church. Jesus will grow our congregation into what Jesus wants it to be, and Jesus will comfort and re reunite all of the families, if not this year, next year, if not next year, one time for all. When Jesus comes in all of his glory and all of us sit around the victory feast of the Lamb, all together, back together, all of us. Yes. So church, if it feels like you are in the wilderness, start looking for Jesus. Come on. Jesus is on the way to those who are hurting. Jesus is on the way to those who are lost. Jesus is on the way to those who are lonely. Jesus is on the way for those feeling hopeless. Jesus is on the way to us, to all. How? Maybe here's the best part. Church, you are the gospel for a hopeless world. You get to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So this week, this month, this year, don't let hope be something that you just want for yourself, but be a revealer of that hope to a broken world. So when, oh, come on now, when, when you have Google start playing that Christmas music or putting that Christmas movie on for you, I want you to remember that announcement feature, right? Remember the best announcement that we could ever hear is that Jesus is coming to your wilderness. Jesus is, Jesus is there now with you in that wilderness and soon and very soon Jesus will bring the fullness of that kingdom. That's how we wait in Advent hope. So we watch, we wait, we hope. Pray with me if you would, good and gracious God. We give you thanks and praise for you are a good God the God of life, the God of resurrection, the God of hope in the waiting. Lord, you are on the way home. <laughs> so come to us, call us to you, to your altar of forgiveness, to your altar of healing, to your altar 
of hope. And may we receive that hope with open arms right in the midst of our wildernesses. Lord, you stand with us. In Jesus' name we pray and all of God's children say, amen. All right, I hope that was helpful. If so, I ask you a couple of things. One, share this with a friend so that they can hear some good news in their life too. And if you wanna continue that impact beyond, we ask that you go to ChristSouth.org to the online giving tab and give to this ministry so that we can continue to share this with others. We'll see you on the next podcast or maybe in person at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Polo Ridge Elementary in Charlotte, North Carolina. Blessings and peace. Have an awesome week.